Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Numenera campaign, Rising Helix. This is episode four, The Mirrored Sepulchre. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Here, if you're here to spectate, make fun of us, or drool over the wonderful fantasy we're creating together, we'll then dwell in your minds as much as it dwells in our own. We are Cults Anonymous, and we are playing a campaign set in the Ninth World. A billion years of past in humanity's future. And uh, the four of them are playing intrepid heroes or erstwhile anti-heroes. What is it? Just adventurers. It's just a little more, yeah. a little more morality neutral. <laughs> well, I was, I, I was, the the next phrase I was going to utter was, or erstwhile anti-heroes, depending upon their moral orientation. Uh, in in a setting where curiosity is actually the most important thing, because that is a source for personal wealth and for the future of civilization. Before we jump into that, as usual, we want to thank everyone who supports us, including Roll20 in particular, sponsorship, and all of you viewers, listeners, and direct Patreon supporters. So without further ado, I'd like to read all of your names. Your names are Adele, Ethan Alice the Mad, Al, Alexander Williams, Alzrit, Bernie, Buck Gregory, Chris Hanforth, Doc, Emil, Fuse82, George, it's Diff Occult, huh? get it? James Winfield, John Fitzgerald, John Hall, Josh Drew, Camo, Cat Feathers, Klaus, Long Live the Queen, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D minor, Other Guy, Perry, Foog, Porter, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Sean Kelleher, Chexara, The Cha Cha Schism, Thomas Vogel, Toast, Vortex Falcon 00, Why Gender When You Can Serve the Iron Pyramid, Ye Old Florida Man, Yeah, and Zoltan Kamini. Thank you again, everybody. We like having fun, cracking jokes, and telling stories. And you're here with us. Make it easier for us to do that. So, last time in Numenera, you're all doing some fun things. Anyone want to provide a recap before I fill in details? Last time we discovered that there's a cult that worships, uh, oh, what's his name? Harold starts with an H. Hey, uh, hey Khan, there it is. Um, mm. They worship him, think that all good things come from him. Um, mm. Hey Khan provides. Yeah, Hey, hey Khan provides. provides. Literally, as soon as you asked us to give a recap, my dog started yelling at me. <laughs> she was quiet. Yep. Until... We established yeah. last time that she dislikes the fact she's not directly participating. So, got to mic her she up wants to do that. Yeah, exactly. Come we're, on. we're not easy. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you could adjust the volume that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Yeah. So Fane uh, Blaze are dead set that there's a cult here. Yeah. Okay. We need to research the Omphalos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Omphalos. The, that's right. Exactly. What was she? They are priests. They are priests. What she told us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She said, seek the Omphalos. Currently at Hakon's estate. I think we need to look into the conduit. Mm-hmm. You want to figure out what's going on with the conduit? Okay. Yeah. Um, we, we, we're borderline bullying, bullying a man who has had a, a pretty pretty tough life and got framed for a thing and thrown off of, <laughs> of a, a waterfall. Um, yeah. But then we told him that uh, the thing he's been carrying around is a sign of his crime. Uh, or it's a, uh, I guess a remembrance of his crime is actually worth yep. a lot of money. Yes, that's like, right. All right. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you did uh, do him a, a, a boon. Yeah, and uh, telling him that if he wants to part with that artifact of his trauma, it might actually change his life greatly. Yeah. To to quote Ocean's Thirteen, we gave him the the Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that, you get bonus points for me. <laughs> uh, anything else? The hanging gardens are. Kind of cool. There's a weird yeah. river room. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. That really bothered that for some reason. Not okay with this. And everybody else was like, eh, it's what, what was it, Chris? You said, oh, yeah, it's set dressing for the next encounter. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, he's fine. Said, they are dog. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, yeah, that she knew our dog. Mm hmm. Instead of right. finding uh, Elkana, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. um, was a futile task. Mm. And she also maybe is sort of a heretic. They Did don't talk about her. She said that she had disappeared up or something like that, and she wouldn't be it wouldn't be capable of following her. But she greatly underestimates my power. <laughs> I like the inference. Work, works so, real well for the last guy to say that. <laughs> yeah, because it's been two weeks. I'll give you just a few additional um, details and confirmations, right? Indeed, uh, last session, you spent most of it um, talking to Dusty Gus. Um, he's probably just going to go by Gus for the rest of his life after he gets rid of that dust uh, and maybe moves away um, from Syria. Uh, you went up to Hakon's estate and uh, were confronted with the genuine or at least apparently genuine comforts and positive attitude that people have when they're visiting it and living there because there are lodgings uh you were informed that Hakon provides a number of things to syria and the people in the area so much so that Hakon provides is an aphorism that people use all the time and that creeped out some of you just as the behavior at jack's haven creeped out some of you which you know people react to things different ways right so um, while visiting the estates, which is a public place, publicly viewable, you went through the room of rivers and then into the um, a viewing room where Borna, an A.M. priest, gave a talk about the history of Sirio's conjunction and informed you about or showed you a starscape, a firmament, and uh, that depicted uh, 
binary stars, one of them possibly disappearing, somehow just not being there anymore, uh, and uh, implied that the town of Sirio used to experience some conjunctive event, cosmic conjunctive event, perhaps with this, these two stars, whatever's going on with that. Uh, you ask questions <clears throat> of her and her relationship with Alcana. She was pretty tight-lipped about that, but she did say that she had been there at maybe Hakon's estate of the area for at least 15 years. And you know that Elkana came around maybe seven. And you're not sure exactly when Elkana disappeared, but she hasn't been around for a while. And indeed, it seemed like Borna and Good Boy have some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. The only other thing that um, didn't get brought up, it was just was kind of set dressing, but it's something you could do with if you're so interested. There are those four bookcases around the room that are glass fronted that have actual books in them. That's right. So. Yeah, because that got, I think, Blaze, you were the one who was like, oh, hey, they actually have books instead of tech for reporting knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paper books. That's going to be the only thing that survives when the next apocalypse comes. (laughs) <laughs> as a, a out of character question have, you, have any of you read i mean i guess i'm gm thing i'm always out of character but um have you, any of you read a canical for Leibowitz? nope <laughs> sci-fi book from the 50s and 60s well probably a little little bit younger than that but anyway um i, I recommend it it's it's basically about the the nature of culture and technology how things mm. are recovered and perpetuated depending upon belief and significance so 1959. Very good. Oh, yeah, cool. It was 59. Great, thanks. Cool. Yeah, I recommend it. Especially if Blaze is talking about that and and Craig's talking about the things that survive an apocalypse. Yeah. What artifacts of our culture do you think would become important to people in the future if all of a sudden people lack context? Hmm. Maybe it's a circuit diagram. That's good. I don't remember the name of it, but maybe it's one of Heinlein's ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's a there's a sci-fi trope or idea that if you want to like write a weird society in the future, pick four objects from our current time and remove them. And and no, and have those be the only ones that are still left. Oh. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. All right. I can get with that. It's like I think it's like something he he suggested for like sci-fi world building right? kind of, of like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. world building kind of stuff. That's cool. I can see yeah. it. I like that. So yeah, that's where you are. Oh, also, last thing I emphasized it before. I'll emphasize it again. Um, you arrived uh, in the area on the eve of Sirio's conjunction. Today is Sirio's conjunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's what got us to, like, we need to maybe check out the conduit. Yep. And you came up. So, yeah, you're at the estate. There's lots of stuff you can do here. The conduit's probably connected somewhere in, and there's probably a room or something like that. You would imagine if it's, you know, then deep beneath the estate is Sirio. Who knows? So, I'll leave it to you all. Because, yeah, I'm curious about what is powering it. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. We are currently still in that room, or well, actually, we kind of had taken our leave a day on priest. Born or left? You're in the room. Oh, by that's yourself. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They 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 um took your le- their leave of you all 
and just went on to do something else. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are here. You know, we can we can go look for Alcana shortly, but since we're here, no reason to leave before poking around. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. What does this conduit do? It's powers. what powers the city beneath. Provides power to Syria. But no one seems to be able to tell us what it is. Yeah, and Blaze is trying to put some puzzle pieces together, but they're just not fitting. <laughs> conduit meant I mean, they no longer needed to mine because they got all their power from it. Yep. Well, power has not comes, covered in dust. Power has come from somewhere. Therein yep. lies the problem. I mean, also, small bit of clarification. Um, anyone you talked to asked about that, basically said, I'm not an AM priest, so I don't really understand it. As oh, yeah, and this one, when we asked her about it, told us. Yeah. Seek the Omphalos. Seek the Omphalos. Oh, but I think you asked about Okana. So she she mentioned the Omphalos at the end of your conversation. They, they mentioned the Omphalos at the end of, of your conversation. Um, when you're like, you know, they they seemed kind of reserved in, in sharing information about what's going on with this stuff. But I don't think you, you asked them about the conduit specifically. Okay. So do we know where this Omphalos is? Tends to be like the center of things, which is why we were thinking about the conduit here. Because it is the center of Syrio, and this estate is just above it. Or may actually be attached to it. But just, yeah, factually, we don't know what it is. But that is, a, I think, a reasonable inference. Mm -hmm. Okay, there, she was talking about this, like, other stars and crazy shit like that. That doesn't, I can't even process that. Oh, yeah, but that was, like, worlds ago. Is that just like mysticism and legends and crap like that? Or Well, no, it's it's fact and history. We just don't necessarily understand it. It's, you know, from, I think, the 8th or 7th world. Yeah, when Syria was on the surface, this date was the date that it was in conjunction with that binary system. But one of the stars is gone, and Syria is underground. I guess I'm missing, like, what's, so what? We're in conjunction with stars all the time right mm -hmm. but there was something special special that's the question blaze okay <laughs> it is a mystery he's, he's got something to hang on to now <laughs> uh, all right um i guess i'll start looking for a big stone or something uh yeah i mean for Faye, since he's here in the library, his plan is to at least take a look at the books real quick, or at least the spines of them, to see if there's anything that stands out. Especially since, hey, we've been left here unattended, so... So, so Blaze has a goal, he just picks a direction around him and starts looking for a stone-like object of some significance. <laughs> That's great. Okay. In in the room? Um, or in side rooms, or if there's another passage or something. Oh, really? Okay. In this room, I mean, there's there's stone-like ornamentation. You you, you see, um, in addition to things that are placed in reliefs and mantles around the room, it's like it, this is a 
This is a less ornately decorated room than some of the others, right? It's clearly intended to be a place for contemplation and discussion, right? Because there are no gardens immediately within the room other than like a, a few little plants here and there. They're not hanging like everywhere else. Um, however, yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff like um, in cases. If you have any knowledge of um, of geology or mineralogy, you might be able to identify what they are. In his mind, an Omphalos is like a big stone monument or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably with writing on it, so that's sort of what he's gotcha. looking for. Big old rune stone. Yeah, if you're consulting an Omphalos, you, there's got to be something you read on it, right? Because he doesn't do tech, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you see little things that look like they're carved in the shape of obelisks here and there, but there's nothing that's like prominently placed that indicates, so this is clearly a representation of something like that. Ah, ah, okay. So they've got like yeah. gift store miniatures of the actual. Um, like I said, thing. there's there's no miniatures of that, right? You you see what look like carved stone in in Blaze's head. Places. This is the miniature of what it actually looks like. So he's looking for a bigger version of that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like in the temple they have the the poem is like it's protected and it's in a central place. It's the heart, yes, the beating heart of his order. So this mm-hmm. follows is important something that's going to be central and protected and so that's what he's looking for that makes sense to me okay yeah so if you start looking for that in other rooms we can deal with that once everyone's left sure or if you choose to split the party but yeah in the, pre- in the present room you see things that are carved but nothing that's like prominently placed this to imply that However, there are things that look like carved obelisks, so it's totally valid if Blaze chooses to interpret that this might represent something. I'm just saying there's nothing that's there that's like labeled on yep. a plinth. Omphalos. Yeah. Yeah, omphalos in miniature. Yeah, so. that's fine. Cool. Yeah, Blaze is just, he's trying to like stretch this stuff into his context. So mm-hmm. I love it. I'm totally in support. Gonna make it fit. That's the most Blaze <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> right. What's Reuben up to? Um, I think trying to, without like obviously breaking in and stealing, yeah. trying to take a look at some of these books and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you notice if you start looking that uh, the glass uh, is inserted in, or I'll say this to your eyes as a nano. When you see this glass there, it it seems as though there's some mechanism by which you could access these books that might be hidden or perhaps adorned in ornamentation so that it isn't immediately obvious. You know, people deal with hidden locks sometimes. Um, but you can, you can't clearly read titles mm-hmm. through the glass. So if you just wanted to look at titles, that was more of what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, and try and steal things that I don't know what they are yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. But there's still an option. Uh, so you see, Various titles. Some of them reference commonplace things like um, history of Syria, right? Or stuff like um, it seemed like field guides, desert creatures, um, conditions. You see simple books on astronomy. You also see um, a book labeled Conjunction. And you see, and if you start moving between the the bookcases, you notice that some of these books are, are represented multiple times. These are multiple copies. 
So it might seem strange for there to be more than one copy in the same room, but mm -hmm. it might be important books. Uh, but you also see um, a ledger for like, um, you know, as you, you would know, right? The Ann priests sometimes like to record the things that they do because it's not just about um, the people in general collectively, but they have a very strong commitment to making sure that the members of their order can repeat what they do, right? So there's a, there's definitely an aspect yeah, of yeah, the scientific sure. method that's present in the okay. Aeon priest culture, right? There's also just connectedness, right? Like, I want this person who comes after me to remember what I did, know where I walked, and perhaps do that. So you see those. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, can I make a roll to try and find whatever the mechanism for the bookshelf is? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a Numenera device. So, cool. difficulty five. Right. Ooh. Not too bad. Yep. Not, not terrible. Especially not for you. But for somebody who doesn't know how to pick a lock. I'm going to go no one effort. All right. Yeah. Got a specialty, so it'll only be a difficulty two. Ooh, right. And uh, eight beats a six, so there we go. Look at that. Look at that. Totally. Yeah. So you notice that if um, you place your hands in the glass um, right about center height mm -hmm. and you discharge a little bit of energy, that the glass will slide down. There's a, uh, there's a magnetic device that if you push in, <laughs> it'll make a nice little... <laughs> Drawing sound yeah. and then pop out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the glass descends. These books are now visible to you. Or available to you. I'm going to look at that ledger. All right. But also, if other people are doing things, please go ahead. Cool. All right. What's Vet up to? We'll come back to the ledger in a moment. Um, I think I would want to... Um find the priest and ask about the conduit oh you want to try and find Borna and, and, and ask them about the conduit yeah like if we didn't get to that before then that is a question alright sounds good okay um, I think it's reasonable to assume that you probably wanted to do that soon after that ended so hmm. it wouldn't be too much trouble to track them down if you had waited like 10 or 15 minutes it'd be hard to find them in the estate but uh, yeah I think Borna is just a few rooms away and at a desk. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I was just sort of walking behind him like I wasn't following you, but I, I kind of was. <laughs> um, just so I had a question about the big pillar in the middle of the city. And I was told to ask an Aeon priest because no uh, one knows what it does. Or well, Borna, they know what it does. They don't know how it does it. Borna smiles and says, Few have understanding of complicated Numenera. I mean... Y yes. Kind of. I can't, yeah, I've worked with some complicated Numenera. 
palmed some complicated Numenera. (laughs) (laughs) And Borna says, what do you wish to know? How does it make power? What is its power source? If it's what they're able to use so that they no longer have to mine the amber, what is what is it? Warner looks at you and says, It has perpetual power. Big From... red buzzer. How? <laughs> yeah. What do you wish to do with this information? I mostly just want to know how it works. It was revolutionary for the people in Syria. No, like looks up to the side a little bit and says. Before Hakon installed the conduit, the people of Syria drew power from Tronic Amber. Mm-hmm. That is a risky power source. Hakon has produced, with assistance, a more suitable means for the city to be powered, as well as his estate, without the risks intrinsic to raw tronic amber. So it's more stable. This is a stable situation, yes. But what is it, though? (laughs) Is it some strange Numenera that they found that just works? Some of it remains inscrutable, as is the way with the Numenera. I'll skirt it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Borner says, I suspect that those who came long before had greater understanding than we have yet reached. To be direct, I cannot reveal all of its truths. And then, and then, and then Borna looks, grimaces a little bit and says, to one who is not initiated, Only Hakon can provide that proof. That's fair, I suppose, and I have no desire to become initiated, so. They shrug a little bit, and they say, Is there anything else I can help you with? You mentioned the Amphalos? When did I say that? Hmm. 
I was curious. I know what the word means. I don't know to what it is referring. Hmm. And what does one do, especially a curious person such as yourself, when one hears of something yet does not know of its significance? Ask questions. Listen. Hmm. If a person isn't around that can give you the answers, what is the next best option? How about a book? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. What a nonce. It says, let me see. What what do they say? What's the... Trying to say... um, I don't remember what I said. There was a conjunction day expression that Borna uttered last time. You know what? This time they'll say, um, uh, oh, yes. I wish you safe seeking. Thank you very much. I'm gonna just sort of quickly run back to the room and be like, okay. (laughs) Books. And I just want to start looking for. You said some of them mentioned conduit. Or so they mentioned that conjunction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I said, uh, I'll remind you of the ones that I did say in case any of them strike your fancy and you want to look at them, right? You see um, stuff that's kind of just mundane, or at least comparatively mundane for somebody who like lives around here, right? Like stuff about the area, field guides. The history right? of Cerulio. What did you say? The history of Cerulio. Exactly. History of Cerulio. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, there's a book that's just. The, the only late word is conjunction on it, right? Who knows what that is? The ledgers. Uh, and I think that was it. Yeah, I think those are the ones I mentioned. I want to uh, grab the conjunction book. Okay, cool. You got the conjunction book. Reuven has the ledger. We know what Blaze is up to. What's Faye up to? I was looking at the books first. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cracking them open though? <laughs> Hadn't come around to me, but no, I imagine at this point, like Faye has been like glued to the glass, and, like mm-hmm. squinting in, and then hears that you know the soft little whisper sound of <laughs> slide down. Hey, Reuben, what are you? <laughs> and has moved over and is you know peering over your shoulder. To his credit, Faye doesn't touch anything because <laughs> like books. That's a whole that there's literally the lowest level of tech, and he's afraid to touch <laughs> oh this gosh. shit. Um, not no, tablets, not, not like that. J- just more that like <laughs> this is this is like he's used to things made of metal uh-huh. that he can bang on or twist and you know all this kind of stuff. Paper mm-hmm. stuff. Hmm. I don't. That's that's delicate operation. Fortunately, I have a yeah. well trained nano here. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it just fades, just peering over the shoulder. And yeah, like I was not interested in a book but <laughs> after having this conversation mm-hmm. there's something useful in these I think could be <laughs> yeah Ruben, it's totally cool for Ruben to um, show everyone how to open open the cases if they so choose mm-hmm. um, 
I love how you guys are all excited about the books and Ruben's basically walking around like the John Travolta memes. There's going to be a run here somewhere. Blaze. Blaze. Sorry, Blaze. I mean, maybe those rocks are important. Do we read them? Read the rocks. Uh, so I will return to Reuben if that's okay with everybody. So we can talk about the ledger. All right. So uh, Reuben opens up the ledger and Reuben knows how to open a, um, or knows how to read an Aeon Priest ledger. So where do you go? Um, these the, the Aeon Priests have a means by which they record dates that is not linear. It is um, thematic. Huh. So uh, unlike the standard calendars, that a lot of people would use, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to flip, you know, 15 years in the past um, mm -hmm. and, lo and look who came and what they did, right? That's not what yep. happens there. They, they record things based on their cultural import and the mm -hmm. significance of the curiosity that is uh, inspired by by what they're doing and what they're, what they're discovering. However, Reuven knows this, so that doesn't cause Reuven too much mm -hmm. trouble. But I'm just providing that as context for... For Chris, how you're going to ask questions and represent the way that Ruben goes through it. Yeah. Um, I think they'd be trying to find records of like when the conduit was installed or whatever. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. So um, the ledger you're looking at goes back 50 years, mm -hmm. this particular one. And it suggests that the conduit was installed 50 years prior to that. Okay. Uh, that. Um, wait, wait, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's inconsistent with what I told you before. That's not right. I'm thinking of something else. Um, you know that the conduit was installed. Or sorry, the, the ledger reveals that the conduit was installed 10 years ago. I think right. that's what I told you all before. Mm -hmm. Um, and that the equipment was brought in from elsewhere. Okay. There was a mining device. Like, uh, there's, let's say, um, perfunctory description of the engineering involved. And I don't mean, um devoid of relevant details just because Aeon priests are less interested in the standard conventional mm -hmm. um, things that people do right with technology okay. uh, this is like just a kind of A is a report on what happened right like some mining equipment was brought in Akon has tons of cash from the bazaar all of a sudden it was announced conduit's going to be installed as some energy means there was some chat about it in the the town whether or not people wanted to do it um there was a collective vote um with little dissent um uh and uh, the conduit was installed and very soon after miners voluntarily gave it up interesting yep there's no specific description of where the center of the conduit is in the estate i mean you can imagine that based on where it is in Sirio and the position of the estate, like you can, you know, especially as a nano, you can anticipate it might be a certain distance from where you are in the room and you can look at a map. I just mean that the the ledger doesn't describe explicitly that kind of stuff. It's not like a recording of sure. all the schematics for the conduit. 
Um, okay. And then and there's other things in it as well. So yeah. And then um, is there anything about the whole incident with Gus and uh, Elkana and all that? Oh yeah. So um, that sort of the theme and timeline and stuff. Yeah, totally. So around that timeline, what you see is uh, recordings of this. So it's it, you haven't seen Borna's handwriting, so you don't know if this would be Borna or this might mm -hmm. be another priest necessarily. But um, like I said, right, Borna's been here for 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, the conduit got installed 10. Um, you heard Elkana's maybe around seven. Who knows what's going on, right? Exactly when these things happened exact, um, precisely. But uh, about seven years ago, uh, there was some um, something that happened in and around the mine. Uh, Elkana was known to have gone in there for some reason, and also going into the desert. There was some event that happened on the day of Sirio's conjunction. Elkana up until that time had been interacting with Hakon more directly and then all of a sudden uh, Elkana's gone for a few days uh, Gus claims she showed up in Sirio on the day of conjunction uh, and people don't take his word for it because he has the dust all over him right and she's nowhere to be found he gets lind, right? Tossed over a cataract. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, she's gone. And there's no further entries. Uh, other Aeon priests, including Borna, went out to look for her in different places, but weren't able to find her. And you see one note. Looks maybe um like somebody recorded something that they didn't want other people to realize so they cloak it in other queries mm. they ask perhaps she went to the envelopes okay which in context almost sounds like something that's out in the desert yeah like a ways away if she's going here and there. Because obviously the Omphalos isn't here. Because if it was here, right. they'd go to the Omphalos and find her. But if she is at the Omphalos, maybe it's... Plus or minus a lot of weird shenanigans. But right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the ninth world. Who knows? Yeah. She went inside her own belly button. It's the Oneros. The envelopes is whenever that happens to a friend of mine. It's a horrible affliction, really. We hey. need to raise more awareness of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's why, that's why navel gazing is got, got hit with a within. gravity spell. You know what I mean? It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got to keep your resistances up. <laughs> that's right. Got to keep that withstand they're up high. They're not recommendations, they're minimums, okay? <laughs> that's right. Make sure you have a warden signs going. Exactly. And I'm Minimal excited threshold. to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. The game is balanced around you having 75% resistance. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, it's a problem. 
yeah, that's a that's a common refrain in Path of Exile circles. Is people are like, why am I taking so much damage? Like, oh, you have zero resistances. You're taking four times <laughs> as much damage as you should be taking. Yeah, as the game assumes you are taking. That's yeah, why that you're getting sense. one shot. Um, yeah, totally. Okay, so um, then I'll. Oh, one other thing oh, okay. you see in there. Um, you do see a different set of handwriting that um, there's kind of like a faint reference to uh, and this might seem familiar to you because your friend down in the general store who was so enthused made this like offhanded remark um, uh, about being a kid and not like playing around with a mirrored sepulcher and you see that phrase uttered mm. like written one place what was the phrase the mirrored sepulcher oh yeah sick that sounds like a mm -hmm. fucking awesome dungeon we need to go explore it right now <laughs> there's gonna be sick loot in there y'all or it's a nightclub um, yeah or it's a nightclub could be but penumbra Go to Elysium. Elysium. Mm -mm. <laughs> we already did that. That was last game. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So Ruben will kind of obviously be like, sort of just. Faye of no thinking this out loud. Okay. Yeah. I was just say Faye has one hundred percent followed along all your yeah. reading. Uh, just yeah. to be one hundred. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's fine. You're like, what does that word say? Um, that's the. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a weird oh. dialect there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When did they start oh. putting letters in it? There is another book in there. I forgot to mention. There okay. is a um a like a another description of book? the Mirthlet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, another one that would stand out to you. I I, okay. I kind of forgot um, sure. that you were interested in this. Um, that the there's like a guide to the Mirthless Minds. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, of course, it should be in there. But yeah, I, I hand waved that when I was talking about like mundane things. That, but I realized I should call that out specifically because that mm -hmm. might be something you're thinking about. So. Sure. Sure. Um. Yeah. We'll page through that real quick. As long as mm -hmm. I mean, no one's like coming our way or interrupting us or anything. Not at the moment. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, you read that. It didn't take you that long to get through it because you know how right. to navigate. Right, mm -hmm. it, it would take somebody else, you know, hours well. to pour through it, but you chose to approach this, so naturally it's easy for right. you. It's, you know, it's trivial, um, you, and you knew what you were looking for as well. Right. So, based on imagining what the curiosity, the moments, and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, so I'd say um, probably ten yeah. minutes has passed. Okay. The mind one, even faster. Yeah. Just like, is there anything useful in here, or yeah. is it just like, this is what the minds was like before <laughs> in in the bad old days. Yeah, like, so it describes the conditions, emphasizing in this seems like the literate hand of alternatingly an eon priest and then perhaps a minor, mm -hmm. right? Like maybe a, a literate minor sure. was aiding in writing this particular guide. Um, but there's a description um, of the conditions, right? Like, hey, sound is amplified, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody laughs in there too loud, um, it can deafen the people around them permanently, right? Because um, these right. echoes cascade and they aggregate. And then, so anyway, you hear that, uh, 
people didn't laugh. It's super dusty because of the Tronic Amber, right? Gets in all your parts. People talking about that. Um, there's a lot. There's a like a a diversion that seems like an Eon Priest wrote, where they're talking about the possible utility of communicating inside of an environment. Like maybe its properties could be harnessed some other way. You could invert it, right? Like what's going on. Also, like, would we ever get back to mining the Tronic Amber? Because they're emphasizing the stellar properties, right? Like, this is not a resource right. that you hastily just abandon. Right. So there's, of course, speculation. What's going on with it if no one's using it, right? Uh, and then you you see someone saying that um, the only reason why anyone would go into the mines ever again would be if they need to access the Mirrored Sepulchre. And then there's like a, a neon priest adds a little note after it. It's just like um, no evidence that children's tales about the sepulchre are true. Interesting. We go in. <laughs> oh boy. That sounds like we need to check it out. Could be. Okay. Um... That's all you find that I think would interest you. Yeah. Other than that, there's like, here's a diagram and this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Ruben sees no need to steal these books mm -hmm. and puts them back. You yeah. don't have all Even that information already memorized? <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you have a, a cipher that copies books? No. The, digitizes things? Though there is the... The ants. The, ants. the ants. Yeah. yeah. Who's got the ants? I don't have the ants. I do not have memory ants. Something. Can't remember. Were they in the starting kit? Uh, they're one of the ones you can pick, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you could. If they're a rare item, you can buy. Oh, okay. Um, you had plenty right. of money. So you started with we'll five hundred. Sort of cover our tracks and <laughs> put everything back. Oh, do I find anything of note in the um, conjunction book, right? Conjunctions? Yes. Yeah, what we've already heard? Okay. Uh-huh. The book Conjunction is great. So, have any of you read um, an abstruse uh, account of astronomy from the past? Or, like, looked at the language involved in it? Okay. So, this is oftentimes how people did things, sometimes. It'd be like, um... So, uh, sometimes... Texts in the past, before there was a unified body of knowledge of a particular field, were heavily influenced by a lot of the speculative interests of the writer. Sure. So this book seems like it's written by somebody who's really interested in conjunctive events and particularly interested in Serio's conjunction and is written in a tone that suggests that they've never actually participated in any astronomical observations, but they've thought a lot about what they believe is happening. That's amazing. And the one thing they emphasize is that they are absolutely certain that there is truth to the lingering story that Sirio was once above the sand centered on the Omphalos and drew power from the stars. Okay. 
They're certain of that. But again, like you can tell everything they're saying is not validated by any empirical observations, which doesn't mean that it's not true. Just this is they don't have the proof. This is complete armchair astronomy. The best kind of armchair. It it vibes with what I was suspecting. So Mm -hmm. I'll incorporate that into my belief system. (laughs) It's not hard to convince Ruben. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, good. It's the ninth world, right? Power from the stars. Perhaps that is how this inscrutable piece of tech works. (laughs) (laughs) Because I asked Borna about it and. They wouldn't tell me much. They did tell me some of it. They still don't know how it works. Yeah, obviously the Omphalos is like a crashed star to Earth that powered the everything, and that's why it all lines up and gets the power, and there we go. No, it's, it's, it's clearly a radar there, dish. And now it's fallen underneath. What is a radar dish? Ooh. <laughs> what, is, what are these words you just said? I am so glad that Blaze is not really here. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think there's there's going to be a moment here where Faye and, and uh, Reuven, like, devolve into nerd fight about stuff. And then the scene cuts to Reuven, excuse me, not Reuven, to Blaze, uh, like, outside somewhere. Yeah, we can we can um, visit what Blaze is up to for a moment, if you all are all right with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, are you walking around the estate? Is that what Blaze is doing? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Blaze sort of has a, a, like, he's always sort of ready for a challenge, so he presents himself like, if you want to go, I'm ready. It's sort of his <laughs> passive kind of stance. Just trying so to walk just, through a garden, and you're just like, well, hey, what's up, yeah. are you want to fight? <laughs> well, no, no, he's not, but he's, he's just barging around like he owns a place. He's, like, looking yeah. to get challenged and stuff, so. That's great. Uh, so this is what happens. Um, I'm glad you're doing that because um, there there is a specific consequence that is in your favor. Um, so, as Chris said, this is a beautiful place. This is a place of contemplation, and it's it, you know it's it's ceremonial. It's also where some is somebody's home, right? Um, but people come here to enjoy um, a very pleasant, um, aromatic tropical environment in a desert it's free drugs yeah yes that's right the drugs right (laughs) yeah so um i imagine that if we're still working with that impression that blaze got um if if you want to play that craig's totally cool with me right um yes you're seeing people they shy away from your attitude right because these are just most people just hanging out trying to have a good time there's kids and stuff like that and your posture of readiness for violence or at least (laughs) ready to help someone find out if they fuck around um is just an unimaginable swagger that like (laughs) absolutely fails the vibe check right yes exactly like uh it's just not worth it i'll go in another room there are plenty of gardens right hanging vines as you're walking around doing that perhaps even sometimes maybe uh, more deliberately inviting somebody to contend with your desire to assert yourself here um you end up in a room on your own that um, doesn't have anything in it. It's just a circular room. Um, But there is a very small bowl made of nearly completely translucent, non-refractive glass in the center. Is there anything in the bowl? Nope. 
And he, this is just like a plain featureless room. There's nothing. Well, you know, of course, featureless is often um, something people say that isn't completely true, right? Sure. Um, there, it looks like uh, um, expert masonry was involved in constructing the room from some kind of stone. The stone has the same pattern I we discussed before, where it seems variegated, mm-hmm. like um, like sedimentary rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you see the rock strata, but it's as though the mason, whoever they were, chose pieces so that... Or think of it this way. You're in a room, and either this room was constructed from one cylinder of contiguous rock... Or the mason expertly placed the stones so that they made a pattern that implied that it was completely contiguous. It's either that. Either a, a cylinder of rock is used for this rather large circular room. Or somebody knew what they were doing. So that's interesting for Liz, because this isn't deck, it's not steel, there's no technology it's just a it's a primitive sort of room right yes yes you you could think that yeah it's either highly advanced or extremely primitive well in places mind this is there's no obvious tech so yes this is the most comfortable he's been since we got here yeah um so he's just for seams just to make sure that just because he's curious about the stone to see if it is one solid piece or if it is carefully constructed it's hard to tell um, the have any of you read this the cycle of Galand or the cycle of Iran? Okay, and I won't reference something. Um, so uh, if you get up really close and put your face to it, you can detect small seams. Okay. Very very faint seams from a distance of even a foot. You cannot notice these seams. This was finished, or not finished, this was um, polished. But it's not, it seems like it's bare stone. Okay. Um, and the bowl is just on the floor? Is it on a table or a pedestal? It's it's on the floor, yeah. Is it the, fixed? There's, or there's is a it... small raised section, mm-hmm. but it, oh. it, it, it is fixed. And the stones all, uh, floor is all stone as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the bowl is stone? The bowl is glass. But crystal could be... The, the bowl, it could be crystal. Yeah, sorry. The bowl is made of transparent material yeah. that is almost completely non-refractory. So if you weren't deft and you didn't notice a slight bit of light reflected off it, you could have easily walked into this bowl, whatever it is. And how big is the bowl? The bowl is um, 10 inches in diameter and 6 inches high off the ground. That's a big bowl. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is there a drain or something in the bowl? Like, there's a smooth and solid, there's no seams there. The bowl itself doesn't have anything, but mm-hmm. if you look really close and put your head into the bowl, yeah. you can see a very small hole directly beneath the center of the bowl into the stone. 
Um, oh, that's a little creepy. <laughs> For, in Blaze's mind. So they drug people and then something happens in the stone room? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, but there's no controls or switches or... Nothing that you immediately see. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily need to be destructive. He's debating pulling out a shop ring and just taking the ball out of the <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, yeah, he doesn't see a need to be destructive. Mm-hmm. It's a weird room. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to hang on to mm-hmm. mentally here. It's a neat place, yeah. but it's not the it's not the envelope of his. Or, or is it? Um, there's no markings on the bowl of any kind? Nope. And then he sort of gives the bowl a side eye, like it could be Numenera. Could be. How um, dare you? <laughs> I mean, How at the same time. How dare you Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alright, um, so it's kind of, we've reached the the limit of his um, investigative prowess. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go and see if he can track down Faye. It's been roughly 47 minutes since Blaze has punched something. No, it's been, it's been I know, I know, I know. days. <laughs> it's been like, like a day. It hasn't been it's days. Extremely yes. Exactly, Ash. It's been it, yeah. <laughs> more than 24, afternoon. but less than 48 hours. <laughs> well, I remember we're on a, what is it, 28 hour cycle? Yeah, something. Mm. Um, cool. Uh, Riven will suggest that they'll meet up with Blaze. <laughs> well, I think or... yeah. Mid conversation, we're like, "Wait, hang on. <laughs> Where, Where did Where I thought you go? were watching him? <laughs> anybody feel? Totally. Anybody want to jump on the um, particular task of?" Asking Blaze whether he wants to set off into the desert to try and sneak into a mine to go to a dungeon. Dusty mine. Sounds like a job for Faye. I agree. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Fine. (laughs) Imagine just like, by sheer intuition, Faye could locate... A wild blaze. Uh... I mean, you could you you would probably notice the signs. Like if you, if you're actually going to start looking for Blaze, um, you would probably notice uh, his wake of um, people packed in the rooms. Like it probably seems strange. You could also ask around. I mean, it's a public place, right? Oh so yeah, like, but I, I just mean more narrative. Yeah, this we can about him. this tall, about this strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Looks like he can punch a. Punch like a he loop. wants to fight you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you see a guy here who who just isn't has zero chill. He's not enjoying the plants and the flowers. Yeah. He's not doing what everybody else is. <laughs> Actually, I think you most guy. it would probably be most of. Have you seen a guy and it just ends there and you just get the. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just to put it, he's not wants to fight you, but he's one ready to ready to fight you. I guess yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna say this. There's no difference between those two things to most people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to him there's a big difference, but yeah. <laughs> a fellow yeah. who's having the least vacation ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that's true. He is not on vacation when he's here. 
but yeah, um, for for so we don't reiterate everything. Uh, Faye kind of fine looks at the bowl. So, Reuven and uh, Vet want to go. Well, we got two ideas here. So back out into the desert, or following the signal to go help the dog. Right. Or <laughs> and Blaze was kind of there until you said that, and then right? Just, I was like, "That's not the, the... <laughs> yeah." Or down into the mine that we can't say and we can't speak, and you'll not hear me talk for as long as it takes us to find a dungeon called the Mirrored Sepulcher. Based on a book that a guy definitely didn't know what he was writing about. Not mentioning that part. <laughs> Faye is one hundred percent. And Craig, feel free to let me know if I need to roll this. Uh, but Craig, Ruben is explicitly trying to get some humor out of this because he, they want both of these options to sound terrible to Blaze. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you it, all go together. Yeah, this is it. Did you come yeah, with yeah, me? Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, Faye was just, gonna... just letting you do the talking. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Faye was one hundred percent just going to come in and one hundred percent point this to the beard sepulchre. Be like, that's clearly yeah. the place that we should go. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, if so Reuben, yeah, we're seeking something in the sepulchre. Yeah, awesome. there's uh, rumors of weird childhood tales but also it may be tied into the conduit and the source of stellar power that used to power Cerulio why do I keep adding an L Cerio <laughs> I keep seeing it I keep seeing the word a and a big bowl <laughs> um, a real big bowl will there be cereal. guardians <laughs> super cereal I imagine that anything in Important in the mirrored sepulchre will be guarded by some kind of defense or guardians or some such thing. Plus, we'd have okay. to find what? we'd have to find a way to get out without uh, setting off all the dead problems. Yeah, we, we you know because we don't want to come back into Syria covered in dust. Okay. I've got an idea to do the funniest yep. thing ever. Yeah, do it. We need to find Gus again. <laughs> no! Yes! Yes, bring him back! <laughs> we are not we are not bullying that man anymore. We're not really going to turn anymore. this guy into Oh My Cabbages Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm here for it. The challenge of surviving the desert has some appeal except for all the other nonsense that sort of goes along with that yeah, but if the sepulchre has guardians that we can test ourselves against that is my assumption because anything named the mirrored sepulchre sounds like it be a place that has some form of guardian yeah or just like it's got rumors some dead bodies in a, well, in a mirror if there isn't then then we're going to need to use a stick this is a thing that Blaze <laughs> is now inserting say. into the narrative. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Um, if he hasn't had a like a challenge or hasn't tested himself or been physically challenged, then like gets you to whack him. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Faye's on board. <laughs> Faye, Faye doesn't mind this. 
was that like keep your powers active or whatever that's fair it's, yeah mm -hmm. yep exactly that's exactly yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's very important that we do this <laughs> like yeah. do not ruin Faye's favorite game <laughs> i used to have a sword that you could only use like on the third moon of the year but it was like super powerful so you just like picked a fight the day before that full moon and then it was great <laughs> We're gonna have a showdown tomorrow. Like, <laughs> this is this is a weapon, and it needs to be honed. Right? Oh yep. yeah, love that. yeah. No, it, I promise that Reuven, uh, that and myself will all assist. Happy to hit you with the stick. That's fine. This is part of, part of what being part of a team is. I admire you. Sure. What game are we playing right now? <laughs> a weird right. one. A weird so, one. Game. <laughs> how do we get to the sepulcher? It's within the mines. Are there any entrances to the mines that aren't in Syria? Mm. Like. That was my thought. Yeah. The guide to the Mirthless Mines did suggest to you that there may be a way to get into the Mirthless Mines from somewhere in the desert. Are the entrances to the mines guarded? Not the main entrance. You can get in. Anyone can go into the Mirthless Mines. Look, they just don't. Let's be honest. The, yeah, people don't want to go there. No one in Serial wants to go there. They have no reason to go there. This the sucks so bad. End. Also, mining in general is a terrible experience, right? It's, a, it's horrible, right? And in this particular place, it's so covered in, like, pyrophoric dust, right? That why would you even want to be? And you can deafen yourself by laughing or coughing too loud right so nobody goes there right so like the, the mines aren't protected because nobody goes there so why don't we just walk in well it's because when you leave it if we're leaving it into Syria we're then bringing dust in and that gets you tossed off a waterfall yeah it's less about the getting in so much as the getting out part that we need to plan for and just remember right it's from what you saw, there were dust wardens and all of the bridges or entrances mm -hmm. to Syria. So there's a possibility for most people to avoid bringing dust into Syria. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, not they inevitable that, that you would. They have that super nano vacuum or whatever, right? You just yeah, have exactly. to walk through there and we'll be fine. Oh, so mm -hmm. if you leave the mine like on the bridge, you can get yourself cleaned? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this. Oh, okay. Definitely, if you try and sneak in the cereal from the mines, which is what people assumed Gus did, yeah, you're going to get tossed off a waterfall. Yep. It's like, no question. But you can, like, submit yourself for cleaning. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you can, just as you tried to go in before and you were covered in desert dust, and they said, mm -hmm. halt, no dust, maybe be brought in the cereal, and they put you in a vestibule, and then they repelled the dust, and you were like, oh, God, oh, my... You know, I was exfoliated all over my body, right? And that, like, um, I'll be honest, getting tossed off a waterfall sounds like an interesting challenge. Yes! <laughs> I mean, if you want to go it. for it... I mean, Gus survived, right? How hard can it be? <laughs> really? Uh, really you get stronger out, than Gus. Yeah. Oh, I want... <laughs> Faye just puts his hand on Blaze's shoulder and says, I promise, before we leave, I will throw you off a waterfall. Ooh. Yeah. We saw in the image that he's suspended like a Vitruvian man. Mm -hmm. In a cage. But Faye yep, a and 
Faye and Blaze have made no such arrangements. Mm-hmm. Faye is just going to ensure that we throw Blaze <laughs> off the waterfall. <laughs> Shove him. The world's worst tumble dryer. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand correctly the the things you've discussed doing are trying to go in the desert to find the omphalos, going in the mines to look for the mirrored sepulcher. Um, Slash also maybe the omphalos. Yeah, could be right. Yep. Um, and uh, you you're in the room with the bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in Hakon's yes. estate, mm-hmm. but you haven't talked discussed talking to Hakon. No, that seems like a bad okay. idea. It's up to you, yeah. But I think Borna did imply that right. when you asked certain questions. Yeah, so that Hakon could tell us more. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yeah, cool. So just making sure that All right. those are the options. I mean, I what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, we, we get immediately arrested because people remember our faces from, you know, like, stealing our A day ago. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we have the dog with us, right? So Yeah. I mean, you're in his house right now, right? So if, if there's yeah. an APB put out on you, I imagine the constables that have already come up and robbed you. I'm not yeah. saying that that concern isn't legitimate that he might say something if you talk to him, right. but you don't know, right? Like if you're going to get arrested on site, you probably would have already been arrested. That's true. Yeah, That's we, we we did walk right up to reception. Can, <laughs> yes. can I just right. like, can I just make like a, a, I don't know, like a gigabrain roll to like put all of this fucking various information together and have like a, a, a common sense hint of like, what's the best thing for us to do? Oh, cool. Yeah, um, totally. I think um, that's that's a genre-savvy role that for you functions yeah. as a Numenera role because okay. um, that's understanding tech. That's absolutely what it would be because in, in part also you're tapping into the being a part of a, a video game. Sure, yeah. And that's a Numenera thing. Right? Like <laughs> the other dimension is a Numenera thing right. that you understand. Ru- Ruben straight up presses the question mark button. Yeah. Also, if you have ciphers with the data sphere, I mean, that might help, right? There's all kinds of stuff you could use. Right. Um, so before that happens, I will also give you a difficulty eight roll to try and understand what that bowl does if you want to make the roll. Sick. I will absolutely try. Okay. We'll do two levels of effort. Hell yeah. Do it. Hey. All right, that's hey. a seventeen. A seventeen. Yep. <clears throat> In your travels, huh? you have heard vaguely of the Basin of Wisdom. These are extremely rare, hmm? and they—you have heard of them being installed or collected or sculpted, almost like um. It's not entirely sure to those who've written about them how they're produced, but it seems as though, and it now kind of kind of seems the way to you when you look closer at it, it seems as though someone perhaps sublimated the stone and then immediately solidified it, immediately froze it, as though they cool. distilled the stone into something translucent, into a bowl shape, and then immediately froze it so it stayed that way. It's some sort of like quartz or something, is that what you said? Uh, it, it's, it's thin and translucent, okay. right? So not quartz, it looks like glass. It's hard to tell, right? But the, the optical properties are, it's nearly um, completely non-refractory. Okay. So almost all light passes through it, and it has no, no optical imperfections. Cool. that you can see 
Um, and so that's that seems clear to you now when you see this kind of raising up when what it might it might have seen the others as though this was a glass bowl that was installed and somehow annealed to stone. Um, you have heard that perhaps there was some process by which people were able to oh. m- sublimate stone, turn it into right. vapor, and then immediately freeze it in a shape. Wild. Yeah, right? Crazy. So uh, these are rare. It has been said if um, you are willing to extinguish a certain um, source of power, that you can gain an answer to a question from the past. Now, again, you have heard of these things, and this looks like what it is. But no one you've interacted with has said that they were able to get a question answered, because how do you find these? But in all of your travels, yes, you've heard of what this is. You can identify what this is. And what you know of it is that if you place something in it, a source of power, it will get eliminated. But in the process, it gives you the ability to ask a question of the past. A source of power meaning like a cipher or something? Could be. You never know until you try. Um, but it needs to be a significant source of power. So like a level one density module would not do it? Probably not. If you want to speak in terms of levels, um, uh, Tronic Amber would be an easy source, right? You need to have a, a, a decent quantity of Tronic Amber. Um, or something like a level 5 or 6 Cypher. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a level 5 Visage Changer. Oh, you do? All right, yeah. It's... <laughs> it is a big ask. This is very useful for me. Right. right. But... Ruben get... has nothing to qualify for this, right? Currently, so it's just like this is what, what, what is I the think question this is. we would want an answer for. I mean, if we're asking of the past, we could straight up ask where the Omphalos is. Yes. Where Alcana went. Uh, perhaps we should think over that during the break. Mm-hmm. Ponder. It's a good time for that. Because I will be willing to sacrifice my, I will do this. Oh, you, for you all can, of us. You can hang on to that because I have the crafter's eye, which I can. Yeah, that's fine. You have, you have a better one. But it's a, it's a level five cipher, okay. and I make ciphers. Okay, cool. I will. <laughs> and I, will I can't make that my, one. <laughs> my thing. So Blaze just kind of elbows. Hey, I was right. This is weird, right? Yes. Yes, you were right. It's- it's magic or something. <laughs> I love it. Everyone talks about that. And Blaze is just like, is what I said, right? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> as long as I was right. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's uh, take a little break. I don't know. Probably could find some mutant football league at some point. Someplace in the ninth world. The Margers have a game they play. Yeah. No one, no one really tries to investigate Marger culture. If it exists, were, uh... people just murder them. I mean, it's they do go on raids, so, but no yeah. one really talks to We're them. We're standing over a bowl. Yep. Oh, yes. We're not bowl. asking the bowl about <laughs> Marger football. Um, yeah, Ru- Reuven recognized that this meets the description of a Basin of Wisdom. Reuven's never seen a Basin of Wisdom because they're hyper rare, but has heard tales. And as an experienced nano, this is what you do. You encounter something that seems like it might be the Numenera peruse your own mental stores of the stories you've heard and you connect the dots and confirm this this seems like it it's probably a basin of wisdom 
so yeah, Faye's going to take his crafter's eye, which in my head is actually one of the lenses from his workshop glasses. <laughs> kind of mm, cool, yeah. Pry that off. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to have a really wonky look now, but that's fine. He'll make new ones later. Uh, and mm. also, I, there's a way to check this off as you use. I'm trying to remember how. Um, ah, use. There we go. Um, and drop that in. And then in his best, uh, slightly mocking, but he's not 100% sure if it needs to be done this way, Aeon Priest impression. Uh, and in tone... You know, when the it, where did the Aeon Priest Elkana go when she left Sirio? Okay. So how did you drop the cipher into the bowl? Did you place it in there? Or did you actually drop? Oh, it? yeah, yeah. No, it was like a very like he's going full ritual because this thing, this is more the magic side of yep. Numenera, which mm-hmm. he doesn't get. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's just like, I'm going to pull this out and just set that down into the middle and then politely and dramatically ask the bowl a question. Okay. So this is what happens. Um, you place the cipher into the bowl. Um, you ask that question and um, it's if you're all silent waiting for the answer, the sound dissipates maybe 10 or 15 seconds and then all of a sudden um, you see a light start to spread throughout the basin and the cipher melts into it. And then the basin starts descending into the rock as the opening beneath the basin opens up around it. And the light spreads throughout the stone on the floor underneath your feet and goes up into the wall. And it's starting to become bright white. <clears throat> the cylindrical room starts spinning. The walls are the whole accelerates room. around the whole room. The walls in the room. Yep. Starts spinning around until it reaches this like harmonic hum. And you're now it feels like you're inside of uh, a bright white void that is humming with kinetic energy. Huh? And the question you asked, you hear it again in your voice. Ooh. Just as you said it. Ooh. The Aeon Priest Elkana, where did she go when she left Syria? And there's a 15 second pause. And then you hear the question. Are you sure you wish to know? Yes. And then after another 15 second pause, you hear, she ascended through the Omphalos into the stars. From dust to dust. At moonrise, on the day of conjunction, seven years past.
and you hear. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Technically, yes. You hear. Technically, yes is the best kind of yes. And then the room decreases in speed. They hated every moment of that up until the very end. (laughs) It was like, okay, cool. All right. So. Tonight, then. Yep. Yeah, tonight, which also means that we may have a bit of a rush. So, hey, uh, Blaze, remember that challenge? Maybe less of a confrontation thing and maybe more of a, we got to find this thing fast. And I'm going to um, then before you get into that further, right, because I want you to keep going in that direction. I am going to give Reuben, um the role that okay. Chris asked about before. So you have a choice based on difficulty. Okay. What do you want to find out? Do you want to, from the perspective of your experience in the game, just have side quest or main quest pointed there? Do you want to have bold insignias? Do you want to effectively have in your mind, right, like um, something pointing to what gives you the most experience? Or do you want to have information about um, which thing is going to take the least amount of time? Um, I think having an idea of in this situation with all of us involved, everything we've been through so far together in this Mm -hmm. series. um, What, what is most important? So I think along the lines of side quest, main quest, like, gotcha. And it might be them literally just sitting down and like taking out a a data slab, slab and like, like journaling a little bit. Yeah. I'd say if you do that, if you journal on a data slab, um, the words would seem more distinct to you when you write them down. Mm-hmm. So as if you are reconstituting a quest log, mm-hmm. they acquired a different, like, you know, different font and a different um, size and quality as you're scribing them. Right. As perhaps a function of your focus. I'll cool. say that. I like that. Yeah, you can account for them. So, um, that's going to be a difficulty six. Okay. This is going to be an intellectual, I would imagine. Yep. Yes, indeed. Can't imagine. So difficulty eight, two. my defense roll. So to what? resist. Ah. No, the, okay. the, the oppressive. <laughs> to resist your own frustration. Physical, physical yeah. <laughs> resistance. You said difficulty six? Yep. Mm-hmm. And understanding human error counts. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's not too bad. Yeah. Yep. Can I give you an assist? Ooh. I'm trained in assessing importance. Mm. That's a handy skill. You know what? In this case, <laughs> I'd say yes, because it's broadly applicable. Otherwise, no, because, you know, it's a function of uh, their focus. But yeah, yeah, that, I think that, that helps. Like yes. Peeking over my shoulder, like, oh, no, wait, you forgot this little tidbit yeah. or whatever and yeah i like that yeah um, that would would say if, if this fits with it. that you're you're contributing important information that leads to a accurate description and that yeah that would count, count as an, as an asset. asset okay mm-hmm. so we yep. get on to difficulty five yep okay. cool. eh, go ahead and use two efforts yep 
Cool. Do it. Make a success on here. There we go. Woo! You got a success. All right. Sweet. I, I like either shattering the <laughs> difficulty or, or just skimming mm -hmm. right over. Right. It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm with you. All righty. So uh, this is what you get. Uh, you get the impression that finding the Omphalos is the most important thing. Right. Um, and you get the impression that going to the mirrored sepulcher or talking to Hakon is going to give you information that will aid you in what you do when you're at the Omphalos. So sometimes in the sense like you hear it see this like chronological or hierarchical ranking of things that can be side quests but they directly in support of the main quest mm -hmm. you it's can the optional the end stuff, main optional stuff yeah, exactly. yeah. the optional stuff that will definitely reflect upon what you do while you're there yeah. but uh yeah so that's it you need to go to the Omphalos right but um if you go to talk to Hakon or go to the mirrored sepulcher they're kind of evenly weighted especially considering the amount of time you have this is contextual right okay. um that'll provide you with useful info It'll be different info, but it's useful info. So, in this context, the Mirrored Sepulchre probably has better information, but would take more time. Mm. Is that my understanding? I'd say it's, it, I'd say it's, it's probably going to take more time because you're not right. there right now, and you have to right. travel through the mines and figure out your way there. Yes. Um, and uh, it is different information. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is probably going to be, you get the impression, more complete information. Mm -hmm. provided that you're actually able to access it. Right. Um, but uh, it it does not seem like this is a high... Oh, how about this as well? This is not a... Um, the quest to talk to Hakon is not blacked out in the sense that you've done everything you need to do to be able to talk to Hakon. So that's something you get from this, that you can go talk to Hakon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um yeah, with you can safely talk to Hakon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't go in there and like punch him in the neck and steal his arm, no, no. right? But let's let's maybe not do that. Me <laughs> <laughs> play Blaze and Vader really, over here going. I really, mean, really holding Blaze back in this game, but uh... <laughs> I mean, you can fight your way through this. There is a way. I was prepared for this. I was prepared for you all to fight your way through it if you wanted to. There, there was a way to do that. <laughs> so I have this like I have this like image of. Uh, Faye sort of like still looking at the bowl a little bit trying to figure out what the fuck just happened Blaze mm -hmm. standing dead center in the middle of the room just like trying to make the spinning stop and like can't <laughs> believe they got caught up in all of this Reuven like hunkered down like leaning against a wall and then <laughs> Bet just like crouched down like a gremlin like over their shoulder like nope you forgot this little bit um yeah, right. Just like putting together these this sort of ideas, and then just sort of just shouting it out, like, "Okay, this yeah. is what we need to decide." Yep, Hakon or mine. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if you are all up for risking potential, you know, being arrested, um, yeah, and and Ralph, I know you've you've mentioned that it's probably safe to talk to Hakon, but um, I I, I just think Mural Sepulchre sounds cool. That's kind of where I was at too, but mm -hmm. I mean, yep. I. I'm good at talking. Yeah. As is that. Uh... Mm-hmm. Just on a personal level, I don't really want to talk to Hakon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we can we can make the decision out of character too, right? Like what? Mm -hmm. what yeah, absolutely. What, what, yes. what makes what makes a better story? I mean, mm -hmm. out of character, I would rather go to the mirrored sepulchre because that sounds cooler hey, than talking to a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also like in character, that would not want to talk to Hakon. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it makes sense to me. You, mm-hmm. you don't know what's in his office either. Uh, it's just like you know, you don't know. You don't know anything about this guy. Just he has a cool arm. Somebody stole it. He ran a bazaar and he gives power to the city. It's interesting right? that y'all don't want to talk to him because you've been so fucking curious about all this power stuff and what he's done <laughs> to like install and or maybe become like the, the warlord of this town. Oh no no no! Like, because we're could go to a dungeon though. We're ninety percent sure that he's getting power by like feeding it puppies or something. <laughs> well, you gotta find out what the puppies like, what yeah. breed. And notably, it's more. I would rather go find the answer than ask him. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Faye is not a hundred percent sure that he'll be able to keep his hands in his pocket, especially if that's mm-hmm. around to, um, you know, encourage him. And just so mm-hmm. you guys know, like Blaze has been pretty checked out since that whole thing with the bull. Right. Like, he's <laughs> trying to decide if that really happened or not <laughs> was that in my head or did it really happen what have i done why did i touch that thing why did i point it out <laughs> um, greg do you have yeah. thoughts and opinions um well blaze was into the challenge of fighting the way to the self-repair Cool. So he's, he's hoping there's going to be a big powerful guardian there or something that he yeah, can I test himself against. Ralph as Ralph well, grabs well, his well, notes and starts. Nope. Yeah, there is now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm on board. All right, then uh, let us get out of Aegon's place. Yeah, knowing that we're on a timeline, then like, yep. let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you asked the right question. <laughs> or did you? I mean, who right. perhaps I don't a don't do that. Story to what don't no no. <laughs> what I was yeah. trying to imply is that perhaps all questions are the right question, right. because what matters is what you do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so mad dash down to the main entrance. Mm-hmm. If you'd like, I can give you a, a, an estimate of how much time you have in the day. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, And I'll give you this as a freebie. If you want, you can look at the book on conjunction again, which will corroborate a little bit of what you just got as an answer from the bowl. But you have to go back into the room, and you have to open the panel, and somebody might see you. I'm not saying it's a huge problem, but... No, I think uh, at this point, Faye is pretty confident in his own understanding of stuff, which Mm -hmm. admittedly in reality is not that great, but he's confident in it um, that, yeah, we can just head to the Mirrored Sepulchre, and as we are headed that way, I'm going to use my data sphere. Mm. Oh, your da- data tap siphon? Oh, cool. Yes. All right. Because, uh, I mean... Finally, I mean, somebody's doing this. Yeah, All right. Sphere, yep. You're running out of ciphers, y'all. You only need to get some. Yeah, well, um, I can just make some more. I only got one left. Yep. Hey. I've still got both of mine. They're, they have Fantastic. uses that we haven't needed, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll give you a chance to get some. Don't you worry about that. <clears throat> I have a telepathy implant, but one of us does that, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody chose to, to make my ciphers redundant. Yeah. Not there. No. Well, I can't do telepathy at you, so, you know. I know. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to look at the data sphere siphon to make sure I was remembering the right thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, so I, I get one question, um, which is effectively in... Wait, wait you're going to ask it now? Mm-hmm. And like on, cool. on, the, on, the, on the run, um, okay. basically asking... After, the, hmm? after we go through the book again? Or are we going through the book again? I didn't plan to go back to the oh, book. Okay. Yeah. Especially if we were like limited time, it's like we need yeah. to get in there. Yeah. 
Um, so before you ask the question, I'm going to tell you the time. Mm-hmm. Basically, what's going on? Um, you know that from where you are on Hakon's estate to get down into the mine is going to take you about an hour. Get to the mm-hmm. entrance of the mine. Um, you don't know how long it's going to be in the mines, right? To get to the Merit Sepulchre, and you know the conditions. I um, mean, you don't know where the onflows is in the desert. Right. It is, let's say, like 11 a.m. Okay. Yeah. So you have about, you know, until moonrise, you have about eight hours. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Datasphere, locate a desert-oriented exit to the Mirthless Mines. Cool. So a very, like, GPS kind of Google kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What does your cipher look like? Uh, I, I mean, it's literally, like... Imagine a ball of aluminum foil <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> with yeah, some yeah. gum sticking out of it. And like, okay. uh, you know, yeah, it's it is really cobbled together. It happens it's, to have right. like an earpiece. Right. Yeah. Because this is the one that he like put together at Jack's Haven. So like there's probably like a folded up cardboard piece of like uh, the drink rest, you know. Uh, yeah. Literally just sense. cobbled together. He would not show this to anybody outside of this group right here. It's like, they're not going to judge me. Cool. Um, So you do that, and you hear like kind of a crackling discharge um, as you activate this, I won't say haphazard cipher. Temperamental uh, is the word you're looking for. Yes, (laughs) indeed. Right, right, right. I don't want to imply that, right? But this is um, definitely personalized tech. Um, and, um, you see what looks like maybe a, a small discharge of IO, right? Uh, and, um, then, uh, a hologram appears above the gum and the aluminum foil. And it first depicts a map of the area. Like, that's pretty cool. You see, um, Hakon's estate. And then you see, uh, what looks like Hakon's estate, maybe like the shape, right? Mm-hmm. This is like a wireframe diagram. Um, and you see like a beacon where you believe yourself to be. You see um, like uh, an image of Serio. And again, it's a wireframe, right? So it's like it's not showing it's every all depths and stuff like that. Then you see a branching network in the mines. Um, and then up above that, you see a um, an entrance that looks like it's, you know, probably about 15 minutes away from Good Boy's Cave or Gus's Cave. Right in the same area. Which may explain why... Makes sense. Good boy ended up there. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, yeah, very quickly kind of tracing the whatever mine path and memorizing that, which if I need to make a check, please let me know. Uh, but, like, he's... This is his job. <laughs> like, getting in the place, that's Blaze's thing. Getting out, that's my thing. Yeah. I'd say that, I mean, like, the, the the cipher is going to have that wireframe there mm-hmm. probably for the next 15 minutes. So. Yeah, definitely it, long enough to yeah. mm-hmm. copy it, basically. The, the question you asked was relatively simple. And mm-hmm. so the power required for it to stick around is low. If you had asked a different question, especially one of like greater epistemological significance or philosophical significance, you're probably going, it might have been incomplete. Who mm-hmm. knows, right? And they may uh, take yeah. longer to get a response back, right? That's right, exactly. Sometimes people get the answer to the questions they ask to the data sphere years later. Oh, well. Right. That was why I was like, I'm going to ask this person? now. <laughs> yeah, should I marry this person? 15 years later, the answer is no. Ooh. 
yeah. <laughs> rough. Yep. Also, Vince. the feet arcana. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or excuse yep. me, time arcana. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> all right, so we work our way into the mine and have to stay yeah. quiet. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fortunately, so I'll describe we have somebody with telepathy. Yeah, yeah. You want to set that up? It's going to cost you some points. Yeah, let me see how much it cost. Uh, it's one plus point. Last up's ten minutes. You can spend effort to to increase, increase the, the difficulty right? or the duration. I imagine the difficulty is not very high because you all are willing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the difficulty will it, it'll work function automatically if everyone consents to it explicitly. Okay. Um, so yeah, I can spend effort to make it last for 28 hours. Um, I'm really just connecting with uh, Faye and Blaze. So okay. that's two int or no, it's free because I have two int um, edge. Why not Ruben? But you're applying a level of effort, right? Okay. Yes. That's the so cost more. So what does it cost? Uh, if you apply a level of effort, it costs so much effort that level costs, which would be three points for the first level. And then um, it costs at least one point. So it costs four total. Wait, hold on real quick. Um, actually, okay. Two people? Is that what you're doing? You mm-hmm. have to do you have to do them separately. So like they're two separate yeah. roles. Yep, um, exactly. Yeah, so that means it's separate levels of effort too. So it'd be four points per individual if you want it to last for 28 hours. Minus your edge. Yeah, minus the edge, yes. Okay, so two points yeah. per person. The net cost, yeah. yes. The net cost, of course, it takes in the edge. I just meant the, the raw cost. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'll do that. So I have connection to the two of you for all day. Um, with that in mind, Faye sticks close to Reuben, especially once we're in the mines. You have to be within a short range of me. Yeah. Which, what was that, like 100 meters or something like that? Uh, Short range, I it's like think thirty feet or so. 50 feet. 50 feet. Okay. Let me confirm. I... I've been imagining it as like pistol rifle sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, short range is less than fifty feet. Long range is less than hundred feet. Okay, but yeah. that's easy the, to. The, the, those descriptions are on page eighteen of sure. Discovery. Okay, and while we're walking, can I just spend my um recovery the first action because I don't think I've done that yet today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Might do the same. Not a bad idea. Oh yeah, four points. Also oh four yeah, points. four points. Putting those right back in the intellect. Good yep. choice. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do we have to do to navigate to relevant parts of the mine? Yes, indeed. So you get to the cave. 
And this is a small outcropping that you definitely would not associate with the mines if you hadn't had some information. Because what it looks like is it looks like there is a rock emerging from the desert with like a tiny opening in it. Like maybe a lizard would go into. But you're confident that this can lead into the mines because you've asked the fucking data sphere, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so you go there and you're like, well, I must just need to move around in it, right? Or do something. And you all collectively can dig some sand away from it. And there was just hard packed sand. So over time, this route wasn't accessed. But you clear away the sand and eventually starts pouring away from what looks like a, a like a, a gully cavern, maybe old stairs. It's not clear, right? But some roughshod path that you take you down. And you all have to hunch a little bit, but you can walk safely down into a platform below the desert that is in the mines. We have good boy with us still, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Do you? I assumed it, but mm -hmm. you know. yeah. yeah, I was just double checking with you with the gang. Because I was like, I don't think we're going to leave. Yeah. And we're not going to leave it with uh, uh, Borna. So. Borna. Good. Who knows? Maybe he jumps into the conduit. Jumps into? Hang on. <laughs> it's but. powered by dogs, right? So. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah that's what somebody said. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, before heading down, they yeah. looks at Blaze. Don't let us down. Ooh, challenge. Unless there's unless there's like a ledge that we need to be lowered. In which case, yeah, let us down. <laughs> Please, that's exactly what I want you to do. Okay. That's 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 why. Yeah. Uh, please, we please giving the why does this even need to be said thing. Yeah. 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 That's exactly why Rick Astley is not the person you want with you when you're repelling. The indirect oh. Rick roll. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, ha I feel like I have to comment that when you're repelling, you let yourself down. <laughs> Fair enough. Was it belaying? Is, yeah, uh, belaying that's right. Fair, Fair enough. I should have said when someone's yeah. belaying you. You don't want to to belay you. Indeed. Um, I appreciate that correction. Ruben does like squat down to talk to good boy and mm -hmm. tries to emphatically get across that when we're in the mines, you have to be quiet. Oh, please, please oh. do not bark in the mines. Yeah, because you say, let's take the collar, but that's not necessarily going to help the barking. Will it, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Good boy looks at you and kind of squints, seems confused, says, no talk? Why? Loud echo. Hurt your ears. Hurt everyone's ears. I, I know that I'm probably a little late to ask this question, but money isn't my activity. How did we get this stuff out of here? Depends on what you're using. Oh, right. Yeah, we don't necessarily use mining picks Pickaxes, yeah. yeah it's also a volatile substance that if hit wrong can cause explosions so yep <laughs> when we need stone we just like, hew it from the earth i know and you rip it out with your bare hands 
<laughs> I'm just picturing these guys down there with like big vacuums. <laughs> like, all right, here we are. Big silent vacuums. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet run vacuums, yeah. No, it means they're actually a vacuum inside and then <laughs> Yeah, there was there was no conversation about the 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 manner in which the mining happened. Grabbed a little so. spare black hole and tossed it into a container and then Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, quantum singularity. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so Ruben does their best to convince Good Boy that quiet is good and we'll be safe. Yeah. Good, good boy nods. It says. And then and then but turns back and and says and it looks like the dog is trying really hard to ask a hypothetical question and says if scared no talk you can jump on me you can touch huh. we will we will pet we will hold if scared paw if scared paw if scared paw and then good boy looks up away from you as though it's like the answer to the meaning of life. Yeah. If scared, Paul. Oh. You have this dog Paul. like frightening, just leaping yeah. on you. Immediate Paul. That's right. That's exactly oh. what that, you, you called it. That's, that's exactly what he was going to Props to the dog though for Ask me a hypothetical question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was hard. It's evolving in front of our eyes. <laughs> Told you he hard. wasn't a normal dog. Yeah, exactly. Not a normal I mean, dog. You call that we're, the, we're in the ninth world. Nothing is normal. <laughs> That's right. All right. So. <clears throat> Y'all head into the mines? Mm-hmm. Cool. Big marching order, I imagine, is probably Blaze... Ruven, me, that seems good. Boy, <laughs> good boy with Ruven. Okay, mm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm gonna adopt this Aeon priest. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So, um, you descend into the mines. Oh, uh, you go down the path and you're on a platform. Um, and you start walking through the mines and you notice that there are some nodules of tronic amber exposed here or there. And what I mean by that is like it's obvious that if somebody were to um, apply some technique to remove or re- to remove the stone around the tronic amber, they could harvest it. You, of course, don't know what tools they use to do this because there wasn't you didn't review that or discuss that. Um, you would imagine that there are means to do that without creating noise. However, as you're moving through, um, this is something you're not going to take any problems with. But um, you start walking through, and even though there's dust on the ground, right, some in some rather thick places, um, you can hear um, the echoing of your footsteps and the echoing of your heartbeat. So... You slow down your, I'll just assume that you'd slow down your pacing, you've prepared, you talked about this, you admonished good boy about being quiet, so none of you are having any trouble. But you do notice that this is a place where, wow, okay, um, the sound is amplified. 
<clears throat> so you're moving through. Um, after about ten minutes, um, if you're just kind of seeing where things go, because you know the the beacon disappears right at mm -hmm. about that point. Um, you now have to choose how you're going to try and get around the Mirthless Mines to try and find the Mirrored Sepulchre. You got this, Blaze. I say in his head. Or you say to Vet, and then she says to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a switchboard? Yep. <laughs> Alright. Um, you had a... Oh, no, you, you mapped out the exit, right? Mm -hmm. But it did show a big, like, wireframe of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Blaze will, in his typical Blaze way, um, march like he owns the place. And it's going to, the path <laughs> will, of course, take him <laughs> to the Mirror Sepulchre. Because <laughs> if it knows what's good for it. <laughs> rolling Intimidate at the mind. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> the whole philosophy is that the the your mental landscape shapes your reality is that's how they are able to do the things that they do mm -hmm. so he is convincing himself that he's going to find and it'll just happen oh he just yeah, uses the totally. secret i understand it's a damn shame that ruben can point <laughs> out that that's the exact same thought process that they would go through except the the thought the, the expression would be it would be a boring fucking story if we got lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> Reuben is over here waiting for the, the, the screen to cut to black and then come back once we found Absolutely. the thing. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to roll or something? Uh, if you want to make a roll to try and find stuff, um, we can totally take it that direction. I just wanted to, you know, see, see what you're all thinking before I, I tossed out any offers like that. Yeah, well, he's just thinking that the path will take him there, so he's just going to walk it. Okay, yeah, so the... this is what will happen. if, it, Based on that description, if Blaze is just going to try and find the mirrored sepulchre without any other information, um, by just manifesting his will... Yes, this, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Minus the snaps, because... This, this is... I know what you mean. This is a difficulty <laughs> seven intellect test. Oh, that's not, a, that's not a great one for him? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the... You are tier two, so it means you actually are... It's possible for you to do this. Yeah. The, um... The... Wireframe that Drew had that we were all looking at on the way in. Yeah. yeah. Does that qualify as an asset for this? Not for this particular test. Mm, fair. Because he is focusing his will fair. on... Yeah. I say focusing as well, but he also thinks that this is going to be a major part, so it's probably going to be in the center of everything. Is his mind in his mind? Oh, that makes sense. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, I I'm not saying it's silly for him to do this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's totally silly, and that's I'm okay with whatever. <laughs> oh, it's well, I mean, with the ninth world in my imagination, right? Like yeah. this, this seems completely consistent with the character. I love it. I'm just saying it's hard for him to do this. Yeah, it's mind over matter taken to a literal fucking extreme <laughs> yes exactly yeah so to get two effort cost me how much pool it would cost uh, five. five before edge before you apply edge i, I don't have any intellect edge so that's fine. oh really okay <laughs> <laughs> would a spyglass help you hmm spyglass wouldn't 
Any other ciphers, anything like that? Y'all got mine help? I mean, technically, I am using the major glow globe. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> In this case. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have, I have any skills that would help here. This is like meeting an eighteen. This is a scene in, in Maverick the movie, right? Where he's like, yes. he gives his delta spot. He doesn't even look at them. He's just manifesting that it's going to be the ace of spades, and it's the yeah. ace of spades. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, you, it looks like you have five, like, five effort, but anyway, you, you succeeded. Oh, okay. But it, it would have been two. The final would have been five, and the TN would have been fifteen. Okay. Yeah, but like it yeah. does, it doesn't. That that distinction doesn't at all does not affect the quality of your success. I'm just right. pointing because you out. still rolled an 18. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Craig not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> so good. Just pointing uh, out. That's okay. Cool. So it's not as impressive. Actually, <laughs> I thought you it's needed an 18 and got yes. an 18. That's yeah. hot. You just. I mean, it's it's fine. You just need a 15 and got an 18. It's fine. <laughs> still, this is an incredible thing to do. Oh yeah. Right. For sure. it, it's impossible. You'd have to be an adventurer to even try this, right? And you, and just with it, anyway. So, um, Blaze is able to do this. So this is what happens. You all, um, Faye, uh, exhorted Blaze to take care of everybody, not let everybody down, right? Um, I imagine that Reuven and maybe Vet probably had some like suggestions they would make to Blaze about, hey, I've gone and I know how to navigate a dungeon, or I sneak around places all the time. So, like, why don't we pause and take a look yeah, like at the right hand this... rule? Like, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Stuff like that. Right. And no. Faye's probably like, I don't want to really get in his way too much, but this just seems too brazen. Right. And Blaze is like, it's fine. I'm going to get us there. It's fine. And you're walking along and you go down these meandering paths and uh, it, you go through some paths that seem less well traveled than the ones you were in before. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, there are no footsteps in the, the dust of the Tronic Amber. There's less dust because the dust comes in part from the excavation mm-hmm. process right. and the the Tronic Amber leaving <clears throat> residue. And you reach a segment where there's no dust and so you have to slow down your steps because the your footfalls echo from the surface more distinctly and you're all breathing slowly and I, I imagine Blaze might have stopped and then telepathically encouraged you to try and slow your heartbeat. But Blaze is a master of this and is in this state, this almost trance-like state. And you eventually realize that you're, you can't hear anything anymore. And Blaze takes the first step and walks into this room. And the tattoos on his body illuminate the entirety of it, reflecting off the surface and his foot sinks into the stone like it is memory foam. So, if you're looking at Blaze and all this stuff is happening, and you're following along and you look up, and there is this, um, what looks like hand-carved stone surface. So, before you blind yourself, I'll, I'll assume that you probably covered up the glow globe, but any light sources that came into this room started reflecting off of the surface oh. of it intensely. Yeah. So the things you notice as you go in this room are that the rock is almost as soft as an infant's kiss. 
and all sound is grasped with the talons of a raptor. I mean, that's how Blaze perceives it, because yes. Blaze is a poet. Mm-hmm, indeed. <laughs> so you're saying there's oh, not yeah. echo amplification in the... No. It seems like as soon as the sound leaves you, it is taken by the sepulcher. Are we able to hear each other? Have you, you haven't tried talking to each other yet. So you, I'm, I'm just presenting where it is. Yeah. So is there a question? You're mm-hmm. going to try and talk to each other? Yeah. If you try and talk to each other at a distance of greater than an inch from each other's faces, you cannot hear anything the other person says. So you all see, once Faye realizes this, Faye getting right up behind Blaze and just yelling and screaming top of his lungs. <laughs> And stopping right before he turns around. Yeah, and Blaze is like totally oblivious as he's looking around at the room. Um, And then he looks at Vet, and like you see him, like he's he's thinking really hard. He's thinking really hard. Um, (laughs) This certainly seems reflective, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But like mentally, I guess would be more of a shout because he doesn't know how to do this. Oh no! Um... (laughs) Then winces. So hard. You're an old person on speakerphone just screaming. <laughs> I can hear you just normal thoughts. Okay, so is this book like the right place? It seems mirrored, yes. Alright, um tell Faye that I got us. Ruben hold, holds up a tablet that just says Where's the sepulchre part? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Blaze says, gets Vet to tell Faye, the goddess here, now it's your turn. Faye walks over to Reuven, <laughs> leans in, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? And then like with that Whoa. first reaction, yeah, it's like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> Well, you you got to find me some guardians. No, to Reuven. Oh. <laughs> Keep exploring. That's a good point. This is it's not just like a chamber, right? No. Like you have the entrance to yeah, what yeah. might lead to something else, but mm-hmm. as soon as you step past the threshold, mm-hmm. yeah, the 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 ground is as soft as I described, soft as an infant's kiss. Right. And uh, the all light reflects perfectly off the surfaces. So you have to be careful with how much light you use in the room or you could blind yourself very easily. Faye is going to walk over and actually look and see, confirm that it is stone and not actually like a mirror. Like not metal, I guess would be the way to put it. So you walk over to the side and the if you touch the walls, it is just as soft as the floor. And like distorts but- and stuff. Yes, but if you were to use some implement to test if it is indeed stone, it is some kind of stone. Is it? So what kind of stone? Can you cut it? Yeah, I was going to think it phase. Can you get a sample of it? Oh, we're going to leave with a bunch of samples, yeah. <laughs> if possible. Samples, okay, yes. Yeah. First... Mm-hmm. Find the thing in case cutting it does something catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess <laughs> using that as a switchboard. Hey, Blaze, um, deeper in we go. I'm just walking forward very gingerly on the weird squishy ground. All right. Um, because it's not so bouncy, it's just Ru- completely Ruben, before squishy. We, no, before we yeah, start right, moving exactly, yeah. stuff, before mm-hmm. we start moving and stuff again, Reuben does like lean in close to, to Faye and said, "A change in scenery is often a good sign when you're headed on a quest. You should progress to a new biome or something." And Faye passes that along the telepathic link. <laughs> but yeah, like good the point. weirdest cave I've ever seen. And it's then in the top five. Ruben's like, uh, I remember, yes, in the halls of the Marshmallow King, and then you're just like, you just hear like marshmallow, and you're like, no, this, no there's, there's absolutely, absolutely not. And I'm not getting that. Mute. Yeah. Well, it's like, because it's only an inch, right? So right, it's yeah. like right in your ear. And then yeah. as soon as like in the halls of the Marshmallow, and you're just like, no, not a chance. Nope. And Ruben's just sitting there, still just talking, having yep. forgotten about the, the rules of the, the sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. So you're proceeding in. Yeah, so the, I'll give you more descriptions so you can make choices, mm-hmm. right? You, you come into what looks like an antechamber. Right? You, you'd imagine it's probably an antechamber. Necked. Um, uh, slopes out and comes back in. And um, when you go past that, um, you, it looks like a small network. There are probably some rooms back there. You see a few like um, columns here and there. And it looks like some drifting passages. And then um, <clears throat> a corner and what looks like maybe a chamber that's larger off the end. Like if you just spend a little time walking around. But there are some side passages as well you can investigate if you so choose. Not, I mean, out of character, Drew's up to let Craig make some decisions. Yep. But yeah, Faye's just following Blaze. Um, yeah, Blaze is kind of at the end of his rope. <laughs> He got us here, so now he's just kind of feeling and guessing his way. Um, How much light is on right now? How much light are you using? Just his tattoos. We said we're providing ample light, right? Mm-hmm. Your tattoos are reflecting, yeah, off mm-hmm. of the surfaces. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. So that seems sufficient. Okay, all, all the light sources are squelched? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once, okay. because I imagine we had that kind of like, we came around the glow globe, like lit everything. It's like, okay, we'll just turn that off. Yeah, it was a problem. Yeah. A well, I suppose Faye's got a few blinky lights or something right on his ports and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those those reflect off intensely. It'd be like imagine if you were woken up, startled awake and somebody or you were sleeping in a dark room and somebody pulled your eyelids open and immediately sli- shined a flashlight into your eyes. Right. That's how intense the flash was at first. So but again, like, yeah. you mm. didn't blind yourself. So yeah, Blaze is standing there, choosing where to lead, where to go. And yeah, it's Faye. Faye will probably, well, actually you know, look to Ruben. Here's, here's a hint, right? Just to support and help here. Mm-hmm. Blaze's manifest will has led you to this room. Blaze has one little bit of remaining intention. The side passages might be interesting, but they will not lead him to the challenge Mm -hmm. he desires. And that was kind of what I was going for. That must be in the chamber off the ways. 
right. Yeah, and we're on a time limit too, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And that's where we go. Okay. So you walk up there, you start walking around the corners and ignoring it, um, and you hear something. This is what it sounds like. Um, it sounds like something is shouting at you from the bottom of the ocean. And you come around the corner, and almost as you're about to enter the chamber, you see two what look like crystal constructs. And they have a gaping aperture in whatever their thing is at the top of their body, right? Like, it looks like it might be a head, maybe, or something like that, but the equivalent, it's kind of short. They have... um, very wide portion at the top that might look be so- shoulders or something like that. They're effectively a bipedal crystal construct with large, like boulder-shaped fists. How big? Right. Uh, they are about eight or nine feet tall each. Two of them. And yeah, so this aperture opens on one closes, and then the other opens, and you get the impression that maybe some sound is generated because when the aperture opens, each one is almost uh, vibrating. Have you ever seen... Oh, a good example of this is, you know what it looks like on a subwoofer when a speaker Mm -hmm. vibrates, Mm -hmm. right? When it speaks, it looks like it's vibrating intensely with pronounced sound, and you hear faintly trespassers. Just gonna gesture to (laughs) Blaze. <laughs> Anything moving, or does it look like weapon emplacements or something? They got big fists, boulder-like fists at the end of arms. If you want to, like, how you know as human beings, like patterns and stuff like that, it looks like a person with a head that's descended into power armor or something like that, coated in crystal. Can't see any um, eyes. You just see an aperture open, and then you know the the, the construct vibrates. When it's when you hear this, yeah, like like it's yelling incredibly loudly. Um, Blaze kind of hesitates for a moment because he doesn't know how to do what he would normally do in this sort of a situation. So he just he just says it anyway, even though no one can hear him, including the guardians. Mm -hmm. And he just says, "I pledge my life to getting." through that door. Do you pledge your lives to stopping him? And no one can hear anything, but he's, that's, that's the, what he says. That's some, that's, that's some hard shit. That's I heard great. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's not how the power is written, mm-hmm. but would I be able to expend levels of effort to have stasis apply to something bigger than me. So, um, remind me where stasis is in what book is in Destiny, right? Yeah, it's in the or second, it tier, second tier nano power. Oh, you can find it in Discovery too. Let me see real quick. Yeah, that's right. Hold on, real quick. I'm on page 43 Sorry. of the PDF. Thank you very much. I think I know what I'm going to tell you. You gotta be able to see the target in short range, and then while they're in stasis, they're impervious to harm, it cannot be moved, and immune to all effects. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Well, I, you're still going to need to make a roll right. in order to affect them. Right. And... Uh, um, hmm. I would say this. Um, with this particular construct, yeah, if you... How many levels over can you expend? Two, yeah. You you would have to expend two levels of effort just on applying it, right? In order to prevent it okay. from moving, and you'd still have to succeed on the roll, right? Cool. Um, yep. Would that also keep this like vibration inside of it? Do I have that idea? Oh, that like the, from the sound or whatever's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it couldn't speak. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, because it kept from moving or acting for one minute as if frozen yeah. solid. So yeah, if, if you want to try and do that, yeah, I think um, if you succeed, then uh, it would... This I'll tell you what you see after it, but yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, sick. Yep. That's going to cost me a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's going to cost me a solid eight points of pool. Mm-hmm. Just to try it. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the difficulty? The difficulty would be seven. Oh. Wait, can I not do it then? Do you have any? I don't know. Do you have any skills that apply to stasis? I'm not like trained in the use of it or anything. Oh, okay. Let's see if you got anything. Let's see. You got two. Yeah, you hadn't increased your. Let's see what you got here. Um, force is resistant. Disrupting touch. Uh, I will say this because I think it's interesting and I want to support you in this. Sure. Um, you could, as a consequence of your focus, put them in phase with you so that you're both in stasis for a minute and it will only be difficulty six. Okay. So, if you fail, um, you're... won't happen, but it also means you're not impaired. But if you get that 18... Woo. All right. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, he looks over at everyone and gives a big thumbs up and <laughs> point, points to the one on the right. Do it. Come on, get it. Nope. All right. Well, you think you still do have a point of experience, right? If you want to reroll that. Um. No. I think they, in in attempting to sort of yeah push their will they realize how monumental this is okay they're gonna have to try something different gotcha then um in response to what craig said right give your lives right um uh you hear again um 
Uh, what are you here? Oh, yeah, this is what you hear. Secrets. Lie dead. And again, this is faint, right? But boomed at you from this, this, whatever it is, right? Um, uh, <laughs> death for the dead. Or life for the living. Yeah, I'm I'm living. I I yeah, life for the living. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll take that option. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take option B. Yeah. Yeah. Um they've said they're they've given their response, such as it is, yes. which is sufficient for Blaze, so he marches yep. towards the door. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of the constructs moves aside. The other gets into what looks like um, it, it's it's clearly a, a, a defensive posture, right? Um, because it's different. The, the construct's clearly shifting and orienting to you. And if you want to get into a fight, let's fight some difficulty seven constructs. Next sure. Week. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little bored until you said difficulty seven. Of, ooh, <laughs> that would be a little tough. That's a lot, my guy. You came down here seeking the guardians. No, well, you know, Blaze is totally on board. Craig is a little. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Blaze got exactly I what think... he was looking for. Yep, no, actually, I, yeah. I think you got a chance. They got a chance. I mean, we can have, we can help. We're not doing it on your own. There, there are things you can do. Is there really something to affect them? Sometimes it's harder to outright destroy something. It has to do with something else, but who knows? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Titans. Yep, just Titans. duct tape a flashlight to the am the the amber and just fucking throw it at him. <laughs> that could be it. You know, who knows? Right? You didn't see any eyes, but you know. Also, remember, you're gonna come back at tier three. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah and it's, it seems dramatic and narratively appropriate to me, right? Shit is happening. You Power up. suggest, yep, you suggest it's time to fight. Hey, you know, difficulty seven isn't unreasonable for a tier three glaive. Come on, buddy. Yep. Dig deep, make it happen. I saw something on yeah. Reddit where it was like, hey, why don't you do a level up before yes. the big boss yep. fight? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Paizo actually mm -hmm. does that for their APs. Oh, cool. When they have their, their milestone recommendations, they, they usually are like, you should be level, your character should be level two by this point of the adventure. And then, mm. and, and generally they, the, like whatever the last level of the, of that book of the AP mm. is, yeah. that should be like right before encountering. They, like Characters should be level four before encountering the final boss, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's right. Thanks, everybody. It was just collectively. Are we all good with that? Pause in here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Blaze is ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Chris? I, I got you. Nope, I'm just okay. excited. All right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Real good. Cool. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we have such a good time playing games together. 
and uh, we we know many of you enjoy uh, being there with us, not just in spirit, but also joining us on Discord. Um, you can find us uh, through the permalink yeet into dot space. Uh, we uh, have a rather active community. If you look at the total number of members in the OA Discord, it's rather impressive compared to small, dedicated uh, servers to things like that. Like, yep. It's fantastic. We all feel overjoyed. Um, but we also have like a huge portion of people that are just lurking and having a good time reading it when they catch up with it. And so that's right. you don't have to feel pressured to come and like, be an active member of the community. You can just pop in and say hi. Yeah. Yes, throwing emoji every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you know, love it. Come on now, people posting about dogs, people posting about other animals, people chatting about food. Awesome artwork. People... Yes. Oh, awesome thank artwork. you. It's a good time. Yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, you know, join us anytime like. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I forgot that. Shit. I forgot that as a channel. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I can chance this through my horrible yeah, under, the horrible underworld things. hat. I love it. Drew, drew my, my bulbous octopus mouth children. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> Is it cats building a, a lion person? Mm-hmm. Jiggly. So, with that said, thank you everyone. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Stay curious. Bye everybody. <laughs>